You're listening to Let's Be Real. Hello, and welcome to Let's Be Real with Tara Spates, where we will talk all things relationships, and we will use biblical foundations and stories to apply to everyday situations and relationships. So today, we are back. It's been a few months. And I wanted to take some time and really think about what I wanted to present, what I wanted to share. Was it just to hear myself talk or was it to truly help someone who is listening um, look at themselves, their relationships, be it employment, family, or significant others, or friendships, and are they healthy or not, and if they aren't, how do we make them healthy? How do we build our communicate our community to be the best it can be based on community relationships? So today, we are going to start with relationships that become toxic or an idol. So I have two uh, stories or or relationships in the Bible to share with you, and we're going to see how they relate to everyday situations. I want you to leave me comments. I want you to share your thoughts on this. And we're going to grow and have some fun together. So we're first going to look at Mary and Jesus. Not in the aspect of Jesus, you know, God's son. But Mary, a mother, dealing with Jesus, her son. This was a pretty healthy relationship. But only after he was 13 and she realized there's something different about this little boy. So for those who don't know, around 13 is when they went and went to the synagogue and um, what was it eight? We both need to go back and read that and see whether it was 13 or eight. But the purpose of this podcast is because she realized something was different. And although she went into mother mode of who the heck you think you are and when we go, you better be with us. At that point, when he said, but I'm about my father's business, he wasn't talking about his father, Joseph. She knew, wait a minute, something is different. I'm going to be watching. And and the stories you can tell, you know, her her brain must have been going a mile a minute. I'm concerned. I'm overjoyed that I found my son. He's good. He's okay. But he's speaking as if he's someone else. He's speaking as if, you know how some the old folks say, they've been here before. And she didn't try to smother it. She didn't, you know what, I'm just going to beat your butt. You're going to be a punishment because you don't know how to, you know, follow and stay in the group. But she loved him. She told him to stay with them. She took him back home. But then she encouraged as he grew, understanding there were things she didn't understand, understanding there was things she may not even have contemplated and was able to rationalize, but understanding I love my son. I know that I birthed him under very miraculous, different, unexplainable circumstances. So how can I think this is not normal when that wasn't normal? So let me raise him, but step back and allow him to grow into who he is supposed to be. Why God wanted me to carry this child, a son, 
name him Jesus, Yahweh, I have to give him room to be who he's going to be. Now, in the story, as he got older, he definitely left home. He had a purpose. He had a ministry. He had a mission. He went and got his homeboys. This is what we're going to do. Now, because his mother loved and worried about him, there would be places where she would show up because she wanted to see her son. I want to get the chance to be like, Jesus, I love you. And at that moment, they were standing out and one of his boys was like, hey, Jesus, your brothers and sisters, you know, they're outside. They're asking for you. And he was like, you are all my brothers and sisters. Biblically, we are. But in the natural, they were. Now, let's flip it to the natural. If we went to see a family member, oh, don't let them have some notoriety because everybody wanted a piece of Jesus. And I say, Jesus is my brother. And they're like, man, that's not your brother. They're, yeah, no, he is. The one? He, yeah, he's my brother. And you go watch, watch. And you go, and he's like, but everybody is. And he doesn't give you any special attention. He doesn't give you a shout out. Oh, man. See, I, I can't believe him. You know what I did for him when he was little? You know, I protected him. You know, all the things I gave him. Oh, he didn't do nothing for me when I was young. You know, we go through all these things and we make it tangible and we make it did they fit into our expectation of what a brother or sister is supposed to be as opposed to he is my brother. I love him. And I understand he has a road to take that's not normal. And we're not going to have a normal relationship. And I got to be okay. I got to be okay knowing what I know. Because at the end of the day, and this is kind of going off what they would think, but we see in 2020, you know, in hindsight, I know that whatever he's doing is going to save my soul as well. Of course, they weren't, they wasn't thinking that. But because we can now see going forward, when we deal with family members, and let's even take the mother's son, because Mary was following around on the outskirts, trying to make sure he was okay. Do you need anything? Oh my God, I'm watching them just brutalize my son and I can't do anything. I can't get to him. I can just kind of, you know, wipe his brow, just kind of, you know, be there and, and let him see that, I love him. I'm here. Um, and the natural, if our kids don't call us, I don't know, some people every day, every week, every month, or you, you didn't come home for the holidays or like anything, the things that we think our kids or our parents are supposed to do. Oh, they didn't come see me when I needed them. They didn't even call. What were they doing? Do you even know if they're going through anything or because they're your parents, they're just not supposed to have any issues, not supposed to have any life. You don't even know what they had to do, sacrifice, endure to get you where you are. But they did what they needed to do so you can be the great person you are and all you can do is sit back and say what they didn't do for you. But you're okay now. You're better than okay. And all you can do is still sit back and talk about what you didn't have. Oh, see, I was going to go somewhere, but I got something special for you guys on another episode. But sticking with this, her relationship was healthy because she knew there was something about her son that he had to be all he needed to be for his purpose. And she loved him and it hurt her to see all that. But she knew, she knew I can't jump in and intervene because this is part of his journey. And it's hurting me to all get up. But I have to endure because this is not about me right now. This is about me just letting him know I'm there. And guess what? At the end of everything, he said to one of his boys, this is now your mother. Make sure you take care of her. 
So it's not that he wasn't in tune that she was there or who she was. And, and, you know, I don't care because I'm, I'm Jesus and God is my father. It was, I got to do what I got to do. But mom, I've seen you in all this and I love you. And I want you to know that this person is now going to be all that I couldn't be. He's going to make sure that you're okay because I now have to go on to another place. But, but I love you and I wanted to make sure you're going to be okay. Most of us wouldn't, we'd still be like, no, but I want to. Sometimes we have to step back and look at the big picture and be okay because we understand they are moving pieces and it's not always about us. When people are taken out of our lives, it hurts, but it's not about us. Sometimes the people are taken because we got to be propelled forward and we are too connected. Now have a toxic relationship that we won't do anything because we got to make sure that person is okay or that person sees me, needs me, and, and you're not doing what you're supposed to be doing because you're taking care of everything and everyone else, that you're not fulfilling your purpose. And there's another caveat in that that we will cover in another episode. But did you see how they all work together? Sometimes a toxic relationship can keep us from who we're supposed to be. And then if the person or people or things are removed, then if, if we're not in the right mindset, we still focus on what was taken as opposed to, okay, now I'm free because I don't have to help this one or that one to do something. I'm going to manage my hurt, but I am now free to be all that I was supposed to be, but I put it on the side. Now you have Abraham and Sarah, husband and wife toxic. Even by himself, by himself, wonderful, anointed, amazing man in the Bible, faith, Sarah, wonderful woman. A lot of what we attribute to her is because she was Abraham's wife, but then she did something that didn't take the fact that God still honored his promise to, to them, but she decided, like a lot of women do, I think I need to help God. He said, I have a kid. It's been many, 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 many years. I'm past childbearing years. I'm just going to go get my, my handmaid and you go with her because he just said we would have a kid and you have a child. That's not what God told them, but this is her being manipulative. Come on, let's be real ladies. We will try to manipulate the situation. I'm going to buy his clothes because I want him to dress the way I want him to dress. And so I'm going to get it. And so he'll see what I like. Then he'll be okay. But you marry him wearing what he was wearing. Okay. I'm going to get her some extra pieces of herself and make it a little fuller. And, you know, I'm going to get her these things to make her happy. So maybe she won't realize that I'm not doing this or I'm not doing that. I'll just keep her in the lifestyle that she will love. So manipulating the pieces to, to think I'm making these other people happy. But in essence, if I say I want to spend my life with you and you want to spend your life with me, that should be something that we grow together and we build on how to make the union peaceful and happy. Not trying to make any one person peaceful or happy, but together, the union we will be peaceful and happy because we're coming together knowing I'm not trying to change you. But the more that I want to make you happy and the more that you want to make me happy, guess what? The little things that we both had in our minds that we see that we want, little by little, they change. And you start to get what you want without being manipulative. But because you have a healthy relationship built on respect 
and honor and truth. You can say, you know, babe, you were cute in that, but what about this? I think this is cute. And if he says, no, you can't get in your feelings. Because if you keep doing what you need to do to let him know he's loved and appreciated, oh, he's going to go back and get that outfit. And if you just let her know you love her and you give her some attention and you are, um, give her conversation and you're affectionate, she's going to be there. She's going to be there and support you and respect you and all that you need. So all this other stuff, the games we play are not necessary. Then you take and, oh, um, he wants me to be ABC. It's not really me, but I love him so much and I don't want to lose him. So now he's your idol. So now I can't risk losing him. So I'm going to be all that I'm not. So now I'm not really happy because I am putting on this facade to make him happy, but I'm no longer happy. I'm losing bits and pieces of myself because I'm doing everything that he wants because I'm so afraid of losing him because he's now he's my idol. Or, you know, I'm going to not hang with you guys and, you know, I can't take that job where I feel like it's really what I'm meant to do and who I am and it fulfills me because, you know, she wants me to be that because that job over there is going to be able, it's going to afford me to, you know, pay for these lavish vacations and the big house and the big car, but I'm dying slowly inside because I have to go to this job and I hate it and the people are horrible and I'm I'm doing great. I'm making a great salary and we look great on social media, but but we're, we're, we're bickering and we're nitpicking because she's being someone she's not and I'm doing things that I'm not because we've made each other idols and now we, we got to pretend to be people in order to pretend that we're happy. And I'm saying pretend because if you're not your authentic self, you're not truly happy. You're not truly content. You're not truly at peace. You are going through the motions because you don't want to see what life is without each other. And you don't necessarily have to see what life is without each other. Just decide, you know what, babe, all of that is really not me. This is who I am. This is who you married. You know, babe, I don't really like that job. This is what I feel like my calling is. And I think we can still have the life we want, but but I will be at much, I will be at peace. And then work together on how can we expand that? There may be things we, we can do together on the side that will bring the extra in. But this is about healthy relationships, whether it's family, whether it's relationships. I mean, like um, romantic relationships. Be careful of the toxicity. Be careful of the idol worshiping. Because you should not become or do things that you are not and you don't like to keep somebody or to get somebody. You should not smother that child and try to do everything for them so that they cannot survive on their own because you need somebody to want you forever. Children, you're dealt. You can't guilt your parents into just taking care and doing everything for you because you don't want to go out there and risk what life is because you don't want to suffer a little bit. doesn't mean you have to, but if you do, you'll be okay. At some point, your parents have to then go and live their life and that's okay. Parents, and it's okay that they go off and live their lives. Those are called healthy relationships because you have raised them to be independent. Couples, you are coming together as two individuals who love each other as those individuals. So now you're one bringing both of those characteristics into this union to grow and then make it into something even better and more powerful. Allow 
room for growth. Because trust me, over the years, there will be a lot of growth. You just got to stay in tune so that you don't outgrow each other, but that you grow together. And even if there are pits and valleys in your relationship, you will be able to, in your truth, you'll be able to support each other as you go through the different phases of life. So in two weeks, because this podcast will be every other Thursday, I want you to tune in because we're going to talk about strength. Is it a negative or is it something to stand tall on your pedestal and shout to the world that I'm a strong woman and or I, I'm a man full of strength because I hold this and I carry that? Come back in two weeks because it's going to be a good one. But definitely drop comments. Let me know what you thought about this one. And any ideas you might have for future episodes. It's been real. Join me next week. Let's be real with Tara Spate. Relationships, biblical principles apply to everyday relationships. Thank you for tuning in to Let's Be Real.